Welcome to Love Uncensored, the modern guide to dating and relationships. I'm your host, Nicole Colantoni, a dating and relationship coach. And each week, along with special guests who aren't afraid to speak their minds, we challenge norms and expectations in love and relationships. From childhood trauma to sex, we explore the uncomfortable and unspoken, providing valuable insight and actionable advice for building healthier relationships. Join us for candid conversations about all things love, whether you're single, in a relationship, or somewhere in between. Welcome back. I am so excited and ready to dig into the nitty gritty of love and relationships. Today, we're taking a deep dive into a topic that has probably haunted all of us at some point, how to stop comparing our relationships and giving up too easily because of what we think it should be like. Before we dive deep into the world of love and relationships, let me take you on a quick detour through my trip to Europe. So I kicked off in London, followed by the British countryside, where I got to see Idris Elba, an Ellen DeGeneres DJ. From there, I headed to Menorca as well as Ibiza, where I got to witness one of my best friends marry the love of her life in a picture-perfect ceremony. I kid you not. Uh, And then with none other than Clapdone, who DJed at the after party. Then after ending the night at 6am, I had to check out of the hotel at 9am to head to the Amalfi Coast, followed by Puglia, where I literally ate my weight in pizza and pasta. I came back feeling super rested and recharged. That was until my body decided to take a detour of its own, and I unfortunately found myself bedridden with the flu for a week, which is why I've been so MIA. But now that I'm back on my feet, I'm more pumped than ever for for a new season of Love Uncensored. In the last episode, we got real about the importance of rest. And those words weren't just for you, they were for me too. I've made a promise to myself to hit the pause button over the weekends so that I can kick back and just relax. My Europe trip was part of this new me time pact. It was a chance for me to escape the everyday routine, to immerse myself in new experiences and to just let loose and live a little. And the best part of it all was how much it reminded me of why I do what I do. It's so easy to get caught up in the hustle and bustle and in the never-ending to-do lists and deadlines. But when you step back, when you take a breather, you get to see the bigger picture. And The bigger picture for me, it's all about love, understanding it, exploring it, unraveling it, and of course, sharing it with you, which is why I love what I do. It's not just a job for me. So with that being said, let's just get this show on the road. So have you ever found yourself scrolling through your social media feed, caught in the web of perfect, picturesque relationships, then suddenly found yourself looking over at your partner and thought, why can't we be like them? We're often bombarded with images of our friends off gallivanting in Europe, posting next to the Eiffel Tower. Maybe you've watched them get down on one knee in front of the Colosseum or seen pictures of their lavishly beautiful wedding on some Greek island. It's hard not to feel a twinge of envy. 
you might wonder, why can't I have that? Why can't my relationship look like that? But that's where the danger starts, comparing your relationship to others. And today, we're going to talk about why this is a damaging habit and how to break free from it. According to a study, those who frequently compare themselves to others on social media experience higher levels of relationship anxiety and are less content with their own relationships. This means that constant exposure to idolized versions of relationships can actually impact your relationship satisfaction negatively. And as hard as it is, it's important to remember that social media is just a highlight reel. It's not everyday life. It's the shiny, edited, and well-curated moments we choose to share with the world, not the difficult talks or the compromises or the night spent discussing and planning for the future. What you're seeing is just a fragment of someone else's life, not the whole picture. It's like judging a movie by its trailer. The real story, the real relationship happens off screen away from the perfectly filtered Instagram posts. Before we continue though, imagine you're scrolling and you come across a seemingly perfect couple who are celebrating their one-year anniversary. The guy is holding a, a large bouquet of roses and the caption reads, happy one year to us, the love of my life. From the outside, it appears to be a picture-perfect moment, But oftentimes, what you don't get to see is the argument they had right before the picture was taken. You don't see the guy forgetting their anniversary or the girlfriend feeling disappointed and neglected. And that's the thing with social media and our comparison culture. We're comparing our behind the scenes with everyone else's highlight reels. We're falling for an illusion, a mirage that paints an unrealistic picture of what relationships should be like. And when we fall into the trap of comparison culture, we start seeking the perfect person or the perfect relationship. But let's face it, there's no such thing. Perfection is literally a myth, an illusion that leads us on an endless quest for something that simply doesn't exist. Dating and relationship coach Evan Mark Hatz actually emphasizes this. He suggests that on average, there will be about eight to 10 things you don't like about your partner. And these things can be as small as forgetting to put the toilet seat down or as big as being terrible at managing finances. And the reality is you'll have about the same number of things that your partner doesn't like about you. Why? Because we're all human and imperfection is part of our humanity. So instead of hunting for a perfect person or a perfect relationship, aim to create a perfect bond. And by perfect, I mean a relationship that's perfect for you. One where you can accept each other's flaws and differences, where you can grow together, laugh together, and sometimes even cry together. Relationships require work. They require patience and mutual effort. It's about building a partnership where you can be authentic, where you can communicate openly and where you feel loved and appreciated even on your worst days. And remember, while there might be eight to 10 things you don't like about your partner, there will be countless other things that you love and actually cherish. So focus on those, nurture those, and you'll have a relationship that's more fulfilling and meaningful than any picture-perfect illusion. That being said, the force of societal pressure and the curse of preconceived timelines can play an equally destructive role in feeding the monster of comparison. Society has laid out a map of milestones for us, when to graduate, when to get a job, when to marry, when to have kids. It's almost like we're on a love conveyor belt, expecting 
expected to pick up a partner by a certain age and reach the destination of marriage and family in a pre-allotted time frame. And when our lives don't adhere to this expected timeline, we start feeling like we're falling behind, fueling the cycle of comparison further. Social pressure and these societal timelines are painted so vividly around us that it's tough not to buy into them. They're like invisible scripts we've been handed at birth, which can leave us feeling anxious, inadequate, or even in a rush to meet these arbitrary deadlines. But here's the thing. Life is not a race and love certainly doesn't happen on a schedule. Each of us has our own unique path to walk and our own timeline to follow. Our relationships and life stages will unfold at their own pace and that's okay. It's actually more than okay. It's natural, it's human, and it's uniquely ours. So how can we break free from these invisible chains of societal pressure and preconceived timelines? First, I think it's important to recognize them for what they are, external expectations that may not align with your personal life goals or relationship timeline. Understand that these scripts are not absolute truths, but constructs shaped by societal norms. Next, tune into your internal compass. What feels right to you? What aligns with your values? goals, desires, this inner voice, your intuition can often guide you far better than any societal map can. As an example, from a super young age, I was fully aware that my life wasn't going to follow the traditional script. I never daydreamed about the perfect wedding or the white dress or a sparkling ring by the age of 30, nor did I envision a picturesque family home with the sound of children's laughter echoing through the halls. I always knew that my life's time Timeline would look different from many others. I felt a unique rhythm in my gut that didn't sync up with the TikTok of societal expectations. And accepting this early on was liberating. I freed myself from the need to compete in a race I never even signed up for. I was and continue to be driven by a different set of milestones, ones that resonate with my core values and aspirations. I quickly understood that it was not just okay, but also authentic to do things when it felt right to me. Embracing this personal path hasn't always been easy though. There were definitely moments where the pressure of societal timelines weighed heavily on me, but Each time I would remind myself that it's my life and I'm the only one living it. So the only compass I need to follow is my own intuition. However, embracing this personal path has not been without its trials. The pressure to conform to societal timelines and expectations often came with an accompanying shadow of shame and guilt. It's like society had laid a blanket of unspoken judgment for not following the norm. I've even been questioned outright, is there something wrong with you? They made me question my choices and my path. But in these moments, I had to dig deep. I had to reaffirm my understanding of my journey and remind myself that it is mine alone. So with time, I realized that these questions and doubts often stem from other people's insecurities and their adherence to the conventional timeline. They didn't understand that there was more than one path to happiness, and that was okay, but it didn't mean I had to change mine. These experiences made me stronger 
and helped me to refine my personal compass. They fortified my belief in the importance of listening to my intuition and the need to silence the external noise. So if you ever find yourself in a similar situation, remember, you're not alone. It's okay to feel the guilt, the shame, the questions, but also know that your path is valid, your choices are valid, and there's nothing wrong with carving out your own way, no matter how different it may seem. And I guess this ties in with my last point. Practice self-compassion and patience. It's okay to be where you are right now. Your journey is not meant to look like anyone else's. The beauty of life lies in its unpredictability and our ability to craft our own story at our own pace. So remember, it's your love story, not anyone else's. And when you stop trying to force your narrative to match the societal script, you open up space for a more authentic, fulfilling, and ultimately happier journey. But then I guess the question becomes, how do we stop comparing? It starts with a shift in perspective. Start appreciating the good in your relationship, the little things your partner does for you, the shared jokes, the comfort of their presence. Take time to focus on the real intimate moments of connection, not the camera ready ones. Also, remember that every relationship has its own pace and rhythm. Just because your best friend got engaged after a year of dating doesn't mean you have to. The beauty of relationships is in their uniqueness, not in their similarity to others. When it comes to the idea of giving up too easily. I actually have a personal story to share. It's about my relationship with my partner, who you might know as Nick. In the initial stages of our relationship, he was not verbally expressive at all, to say the least. It wasn't that he didn't care or wasn't interested. It was just that expressing emotions verbally wasn't his strong suit. After five months of being together, I found myself in a position where I had to literally sit him down and ask, are you attracted to me? It was so awkward to say the least, but his silence on the matter was driving me into a whirlpool of self-doubt and insecurities. In that conversation, I discovered that he was actually attracted to me. He was just not someone who expressed his feelings verbally or even when it came to simple things like hand-holding. Through this process, I realized that Not everyone expresses love in the same way, and it's important to understand and respect our partner's love language. It also made me realize that what we perceive as a flaw might just be a difference in communication style, something that can be navigated with open, honest conversation and a bit of patience. Because fast forward two years and it's like night and day. My partner who once found it hard to express his feelings verbally is now super expressive. Thankfully, he's learned, he's adapted and he's opened up so much. Now he's comfortable sharing his thoughts, his feelings and his affection in ways that he couldn't before. Looking back, I'm so glad that I didn't give up on him, that I didn't walk away because our love languages were different at the start. Because if I did, I would have missed out on what we have now, which means our dog, Harley. And it reminds me, you know, yet again, that good things often take time. Patience, understanding and communication can really bring about change in ways we can't always imagine. On the topic of communication, though, in a survey uh, conducted by eHarmony, it was found that couples argue 19 times a month on average. We all know that disagreements are 
part of any relationship, but it's about learning how to argue in a healthy way. Arguments and disagreements are obviously a part of every relationship, but there are actually healthy ways to argue. The Gottman Institute actually highlights the importance of what they term fighting fair. According to their research, couples who use positive communication patterns during arguments, such as speaking and listening respectfully, are more likely to have successful relationships. They also found that couples with similar conflict resolution styles tend to be more compatible. So if you're a problem solver and your partner is too, you're more likely to navigate through disagreements effectively. But when it comes to not giving up on someone, it's also crucial to assess the beliefs you hold about love and relationships. Are they based on reality or are they colored by idolized notions fed to us by movies, books, and social media? Do you believe that love should be effortless or do you understand that it requires things like perseverance, flexibility, and mutual growth. Once you've then evaluated your beliefs and expectations, it's then time to establish agreements with your partner. And these aren't your typical rules. They are more about how you want to show up in the relationship, how you will navigate challenges and how you'll support each other's growth. For instance, you might agree to approach conflicts with an open mind, to take timeouts when arguments get heated or to share appreciations every day. Forming these agreements can act as a type of roadmap guiding you towards a healthier, more satisfying relationship. They create a foundation of mutual respect and understanding, fostering a partnership where both partners feel heard, valued, and loved. So remember, every relationship is a unique blend of two people, each with their unique quirks, strengths, and weaknesses. So it's about choosing to stay and make it work even when the going gets tough. It's about understanding that the grass isn't always greener on the other side. It's actually greener where you water it. I can't tell you how many of my clients confess that they have never actually had meaningful conversations with their partners about their visions for the future, their finances, or even their parenting styles. They basically plunge into the relationship blindly, then feel bewildered when they encounter challenges in these areas. And this is a pitfall that we can all too easily fall into. We're swept up in the thrill of new love, the excitement of a budding relationship, and we forget to discuss these fundamental aspects. We're afraid that these conversations will be uncomfortable, that they'll disrupt the romantic bubble we're living in. But... (laughs) I can assure you it's these very conversations that build the strong foundation for a lasting relationship. If you don't have them, you're actually increasing your chances of failure later down the track. So as part of your agreements, make a pact to talk openly about these things. Discuss your future plans, your financial habits, your ideas about raising children. Ensure you're both on the same page or at least understand where each other is coming from. I think It's also important to remember these aren't just conversations. They're investments in your relationship's future. They're signposts that guide your journey together, ensuring that you're both headed in the same direction. And when you're aligned in your visions and values, you're more likely to weather the inevitable storms that come your way, coming out on the other side stronger and more connected than ever for having had these conversations. But it's sad, but also true. Many people give up on relationships for the wrong reasons. Perhaps they're 
partner doesn't have their life completely figured out, or maybe they aren't the type to shower them with cute presents. We live in a society where materialistic gestures often overshadow the essence of a relationship. And let's be real, who wouldn't enjoy receiving a Chanel handbag for Christmas? But when the dust settles and the novelty fades, it's not the handbag that keeps the relationship strong and fulfilling. These external factors and expectations can at times cloud our judgment, making us overlook what's important in a partner. But a relationship is not a finished product that you receive in a shiny package. It's a work in progress, a journey you undertake together. So instead of focusing on whether someone has their life together or how extravagant their gifts are, we should look for a partner we can grow with, someone who is as committed to personal growth and the growth of the relationship as we are. This doesn't mean they are perfect. What it means is that they are open, willing to work on themselves and the relationship. It means that when the going gets tough, they don't take the easy way out. Instead, they say, let's figure this out together. So growth should be the heart of any lasting relationship. It should be about exploring each other's depths, navigating through life's challenges together and coming out stronger on the other side. It's about helping each other become the best versions of yourselves while nurturing a bond that deepens, not weakens with time. The most precious gifts a partner can really give you are things like respect, understanding, support, and love. These are the gifts that really keep on giving. As great as a Chanel handbag might be, it doesn't quite compare to these. So, Look for a partner who offers these gifts willingly and offer the same in return. The greatest gift you can give someone literally is things like your time, your attention, your love, and your commitment. But beyond all that, none of this matters if you're not in alignment with one another. Alignment in terms of what you want from life, from each other, and from the future you're building together. It's about more than just shared interests or mutual attraction. It's about a shared vision, a collective goal that you're both working towards. When you share a vision, you're not just two individuals in a relationship. You're a team, a team that stands together in the face of challenges, supports each other's dreams and works together to build a future that aligns with your shared values and aspirations. It's about looking at the big picture together and saying, this is where we want to go. This is the kind of life we want to build. It's about being partners in the truest sense co-creating a future that inspires and excites you both. So the next time you're tempted to give up too quickly, remember, it's okay to have bumps in the road. As they say, diamonds are formed under pressure, right? But as long as you're aligned with your partner, as long as you both are committed to working through the challenges and growing together, that's all that matters. But if you're not... (laughs) Well, I guess that's a conversation for another app altogether. Until then, I'm going to call it now. But if you like this episode, please share it with your friends and your family or leave a review. And if you want to continue the conversation, feel free to reach out for a one-on-one session. Otherwise, I will catch you next week with a very special guest.